The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Well, good morning to you. We're talking law and order this morning. Lots happening with the Murfreesboro Police Department. And visiting with us today, we're going to be talking about uh, things with the vehicles, traffic. Have you noticed traffic out there? Yeah, it's back in full force. (laughs) I'm not sure that it ever went away. Lieutenant Clayton Williams is with us this morning. Clayton, good morning to you. Good morning, Bart. Any uh, news on traffic subsiding out there? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would say that, uh, you know, this Friday... It's first day for students back in school, and more, so more traffic. Yeah, I've noticed even this week as people, I guess, making preparations to get all their supplies and all the things that they need. Uh, it's definitely picked up. So the normal uh, next Monday, especially, folks need to. If you've got to commute, um, leave a little earlier um, because it's all those people trying to get kids to schools. Uh, that's going to be increased. So yeah, it's a. Uh, probably not going to decrease barton if if you look around and see all these houses and uh people moving here and the growth rate uh it's gonna this is gonna be with us for a while i'm afraid larry flowers the public information officer is with us hey larry good morning barn how are you doing great good to have you with us today thanks for having me it's been a busy week for you so far it has been (laughs) as usual Uh, that this town is growing leaps and bounds and you're seeing uh, the impact of that uh, in the items that the Murfreesboro Police is called to handle. Right. What kind of things are, are you seeing increases in? Are there any particular areas? Well, typically, um, you know, you, we typically see, you know, a lot of shoplifting, things of that nature. You know, around this time, you know, some of the big box stores, people are going in, taking items, and, uh, you know, uh, and will pass all point of sales without paying, and, you know, which is uh, not the way to do it. So we've been seeing, you know, quite a few of those over the past uh, months. Yeah, and, it, and it's interesting, Bart, um, I was reading a story just yesterday um, it seems to be a nationwide issue. I don't know if you saw the, uh, I believe it was out of New York, where they're having to put more and more items, even like food items, into secured type uh, packaging so that they, you know, people aren't just taking them off the shelf. So uh, that seems to be something that uh, I would would not anticipated, but it definitely seems like it's something up across the nation as far as retail theft goes. Um, we, I will say, we, it's tough. You know, we look at things weekly monthly yearly and 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 sometimes taking one week can be like kind of taking something out of context but uh, i know we have seen a little little dip in some of our our violent crimes over the last uh two three weeks um motor vehicle theft is still kind of staying steady um and of course as larry said retail theft is kind of staying staying steady as well so um you know with with school starting back mtsu starting back um it always adds a new dynamic uh, to people's uh, patterns and things. So we'll kind of see how that how that goes and what that uh, what that means for us this year. Well, now we see with especially in grocery stores, 
people are having their groceries brought out to the car. Looks like that approach not only saves people's time, but it also reduces the risk of somebody stealing things from inside the grocery store. Isn't it funny how uh, history repeats itself when we go backwards? I mean, my dad used to tells me stories about his very first job that he had. That's what people called the grocery store and said, told them what they needed, and then he actually took it to their house. I'm sure you might be able to recall something like That's that right. here too. Um, but yeah, it is funny how those things become cyclical like that. I, you know, and I don't know if that was uh, something that. You know, COVID really accelerated, um, but I know it's something that it, it seems like it could save the store on that issue. And also, um, they're still making sales without having patrons in the store, so maybe it requires you know some less employees inside and things. But uh, but yeah, I, I think it works well for for people, and especially as everybody gets busy. But it's that's definitely not something that's caused a problem. You know, that system. I can't think of anything that's caused a law enforcement issue for us. Um, so that's another nice thing. So uh, hopefully not, hopefully that doesn't change. We have a text here from a person who says they just recently moved to Murfreesboro and uh, they are taking their child to school today. And uh, they're wondering what are the laws on stopping for school buses? Should you, you know, drive down mm -hmm. the road and there's a school bus coming toward you? Yeah, um, if it's on the op for example, if it's on the opposite side of the street, um, if it's a divided highway where there's actually like a physical barrier, say like um, we'll use Northwest Broad. Once you get out a little bit and you have the grass median in between you, you're not required to stop on in that situation. But if it's not a physically divided, say it has a center turn lane, um, or it's just a t you know any side, then yes, you have to stop on the opposite side. And <coughs> excuse me. And then the obvious, if, if you're behind it or uh, oncoming in two-lane, see that stop sign come out, definitely need to stop and wait for that to be done. Very good. So, uh, and if you have any questions on that, with so many new people moving into the area, you may not be familiar with state laws here mm -hmm. in Tennessee. Uh, just can they call the police they department? They sure can. 615-849-2637. <clears throat> uh, um, they can either you know, dial by department, name, or just go to general information, and we'll be glad to talk to them about that. Very good. We have it, another text here from a listener, and uh, it looks like this person may be new to the area as well. They're saying that uh, the area that they moved here from, there was a place where parents could exchange kids uh, in a safe environment uh, for weekends with the other parents. Is there a place in Murfreesboro? Yeah, there's there's a couple, Bart. Um, and some of it I would tell them just make sure um, that it's not something that's that they're not violating anything that's de that's um, mandated by their plan or court ordered. So make sure if there's something specific in there, go by that. Don't just go to a new place. But otherwise, if it's left up to the individuals, uh, the police department on Highland Avenue, um, they're in the parking lot or in the lobby, either one. Uh, we have that happen quite a bit. Uh, there are cameras out there in the parking lot, so if something were to transpire, um, then that would be captured, or if you needed police assistance right there. Um, the Sheriff's Department also does the same thing over on New Salem Highway. Um, and those are the two um, that I would recommend uh, if anybody's looking for something like that that they don't have someplace already. Very good. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Talk or text. 
whatever is on your mind, give us a shout. 615-893-1450. Another listener, this one is out on the Shelbyville Highway area, and they're saying that they're seeing a lot of people uh, with traffic accidents, especially around the Walmart. They said some new constructions happened recently there. The traffic has increased dramatically, and it just seems like people are not watching what's happening around them. Uh, any suggestions? Yeah, I know they're doing some uh, resurfacing out there, on, especially on the, I think right now they're working on the northbound side for incoming traffic, and some of that's caused some lane closures and some shifting of lanes a little bit. Um, I think it's uh, probably related to just what you said about a lot going on and people can be easily distracted by that and not paying attention so we would just ask anybody if they're in that area number one observe the the temporary speed limit set for the construction because that's lower than normal but excuse me maintain a safe lookout and just uh you know allow some extra space uh, and extra time because that congestion and as we've all been in construction zones sometimes when they're working on the road traffic can just stop really quickly because they've had to do something or move into the road so allowing that extra distance uh, and be a little more patient and a person who frequents the downtown square say they love shopping downtown love patronizing the local businesses but it's getting harder to do with construction stopping uh, full of traffic for sometimes a good part of the day on parts of the square uh, is there any way to know when that's going to happen so we can plan our trips downtown? You know, they, if they want to, um, if they use social media, um, they can follow. Uh, a lot of times, they even barred on you guys' on Twitter feed, I noticed that you guys post like ROM's Road Report. Right, we do. Um, and that's a helpful thing for projects that are occurring and ones that will occur. A lot of times, he'll post those on there. Um, some of those on the square, I know that uh, the one in the old uh, the old bank, bank building there on the corner of uh, Maple, it's, yeah, I, I'm not sure exactly. I think that's the biggest thing is they've got some dumpsters parked out there, and, and I, the times may be infrequent. I don't think they intentionally do any road closures, but, yes, it can cause congestion during the day. But um, that's that's probably the easiest way otherwise they could i think you can access that same information from the city's uh website um or if they like the old-fashioned way like some of us they're more than welcome to call the engineering department and kind of find out um what those projects are looking like and when those times of day that they're using but most of the time you they happen during the time that they probably want to be there construction hours i think they can start as early as six in the morning um, and they can go into late in the evening as far as by permit and by code. So um, it's just kind of one of those things that growth and progress for them to offer new things for us there on the square. That's There's not a lot of room <laughs> to get to. There's no lot of room to access that building, so they kind of got to be there. So I, I can understand their uh, frustration, but uh, hopefully that will be short-lived. Larry, uh, you mentioned earlier that we're still having a problem with cars being broken into, and I've noticed – that uh, reports from our friends in Smyrna and that general vicinity are seeing the same issues. What can we do to reduce that problem? Sure. Uh, Bart, first of all, lock your vehicle. Uh, (laughs) The majority (laughs) of uh, the vehicles that have been broken into in the city uh, were left unlocked. And um, that's the most important thing to make sure 
you know, you lock your vehicle. We uh, encourage people to do the 9 p.m. routine at 9 o'clock. You know, just go outside to make sure your vehicle's locked and uh, remove your firearms, remove any valuables from your vehicle and bring them inside your home. And, um, you know, it's sort of, you know, not as bad because uh, I think last summer we had a, a more vehicles being broken into, but it kind of has leveled and stabled off this particular year. So we, of course, again, first of all, want to encourage people to, you know, lock their vehicles and also, Bart, remove those key fobs. Mm -hmm. Say, for instance, uh, you have a husband wife. The wife may have the husband's key fob in their car. The husband may have the wife's key fob in their car. Well, when someone breaks in and they have access to the key fob, they remotely start that vehicle right next to it and it, you know you can steal it we've seen those where the remotes were actually left in the vehicles and people drove off that way so you know again remove key fobs uh, remove uh, and even if you keep the key fobs in your house make sure it's far enough away because if it's close enough to uh, uh, you know that vehicle it still will start and we had a situation like that um, uh, late last year at one of the smaller car lots on Old Fort Parkway where the building was broken into and uh, the building uh, was broken into and key well actually the building was not broken into but a vehicle the window was broken and they just went in and pressed a start and it started because the key was inside of this little building right next door right right next mm -hmm. to the car so it was close enough where <laughs> the car was able to start so that's why it's important to make sure you keep your key fobs far enough from your vehicle as well as out of your vehicle. I remember several years ago there were problems with people driving up to a convenience store, uh, running in to get something right. and leaving the car outside running <laughs> and people would take the car. Uh, has that problem continued or has that gone away? I don't know that it's gone away. I think we've we still see that sometimes like at a, at a gas pump or something like that, but it's, it's very infrequent. Um, because most people that's, that's a little too conspicuous. Um, I think the people that are perpetrating some of these where there's they're, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to give them too much credit. I don't think they're the hardened criminals who are a little fearless. I think it's some of a, maybe a new breed, younger crowd that is just looking for a quick joy ride and excitement. So, um, it's, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, we don't see that as much because I think there's a lot more chance of getting caught in the light of day. Speaking of these issues, and here's a, a, another text from a listener, uh, and they're bringing up this issue about crimes in neighborhoods, uh, crimes like shootings, things of this sort, almost to the point of semi drive by shootings. Uh, have those ever reduced in Rutherford County and in Murfreesboro? Or are we just sort of uh, seeing it go up and down in different uh, times of the year? I think with, and I'm, I think I'm understanding the question. Uh, we we do respond to a lot of um, we call classified as shots fired calls because uh, someone will call in, they hear gunshots um, or what they think is gunshots, and we will respond to the area. And yes, there are times where we'll find actual um, shell casings that in, that from the bullets that are fired that are left behind where somebody shoots into the air or uh, who, who knows because they don't people don't actually see it um, it's just they hear it um, 
other times there's uh you know sometimes it's fireworks sometimes it can even be a vehicle backfiring um so we try to kind of classify those into uh, what we call confirmed like when somebody's uh, if they're actually attempting to shoot at somebody or some structure or thing like that and um i think it stayed i don't I'm trying to think of the numbers from this week but uh, i don't think we've seen necessarily an increase or decrease i think like the moves i think it's just kind of stayed where it's at um there's more and more um, guns out there on the street um and people more and more people have guns and um so it's something that we are aware of and that we closely monitor and we're um you know when we encounter individuals who aren't supposed to or aren't legally um, allowed to have those you know we we take quick action on that um unfortunately um with all of them out on the street and the ones that people already own um unless we you know can get good information and or being investigating a crime sometimes it's hard to uh take a lot of real strong action against that and uh, we have very um how should i say we have very um free gun laws with our constitutional carry um and it's uh makes it a little bit more complicated uh when investigating somebody that you see carrying a weapon there has to be some kind of other criminal element or something that we can look into further to find out if that person's actually uh legally able to have that Okay, here's uh, another question from a listener who has moved. A lot of people moving here, it looks <laughs> like. Uh, this one's uh, just moved here a few months ago from Oklahoma, and they said that they used to do target practice in their yard, uh, and, and that was no problem uh, with neighbors or anything of that sort. Uh, what are the regulations in the city of Murfreesboro? City limits, you can't, uh, you can't shoot. You're not supposed to... Uh, discharge any firearm with inside the city limits um so yes that that's a problem um plus typically even minus the ordinance there's very few places um inside the city that someone would have at their house or enough um, of a berm or a wall to protect uh, other people around uh, because we just don't want those even though it may be an innocent thing like target practice we don't want those rounds that to be accidentally or unintentionally hurt somebody else uh, we have had uh, cases like that over the years where someone was doing something similar and uh, didn't they didn't realize uh, that it was a rule and they didn't realize that how far the bullets might actually go and uh, so um, yes you can't do that we do have some wonderful ranges here just right in town i know there's two local businesses that have indoor firing ranges that air conditioned and you can go take advantage of that or if you're in the county uh, and have a large enough space and it's safe to do so and you can account for where all those um, bullets are going uh, that's okay what kind of space do you need if you're in the county well the big thing is it's you have basically you're responsible <clears throat> for those projectiles so you you would need to have some type of constructed trap is uh, is the word they use uh, but that can consist of a lot of different things a lot of different materials um, but you would have to make sure that whatever it is and whatever it's constructed of is going to stop and collect all those and you're not going to be <clears throat> shooting those rounds beyond that or away from that so it, it's really kind of a lot of liability on the individual because it's up to them to make sure that that's going to happen 
Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're going to pause, check on the traffic and weather, and we'll be back to answer more of your law and order questions. Visiting with us this morning from the Murfreesboro Police Department, Lieutenant Clayton Williams and Public Information Officer Larry Flowers. Stay with us. We'll be right back. I'm Ken Coleman. Join me here on News Radio WGNS weekdays live at noon as we answer your questions about your calling, passion, and talent to maximize your potential. This is a paid legal ad. When a family member is lost as a result of someone else's negligence, the grief can be unbearable. It also leaves you with a lot of questions like, how did this happen? Who's responsible? And is my family going to be okay? That's a lot to go through, but with the law offices of John Day on your side, you don't have to go through any of it alone. We understand what you're going through, and we have the experience to get the answers, justice, and compensation your family deserves. Call the law offices of John Day. Hi, I'm Larry Castelli, and I love living at Adams Place. The people here have a camaraderie that you don't see in other places, and they kind of understand that, you know, sometimes you want to be left alone and sometimes you want company, and that's certainly what you have here. And I think the people here are wonderful. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. Guys, there's a lot of people talking about testosterone. Do your homework and be sure to go to a provider that you can trust. I recommend Low T Center. It's where I get my levels checked. Low T Center exclusively specializes in men's wellness. They check all your levels, not just your testosterone, and they determine the cause of any symptoms you're having and whether you're a candidate for low T or something else like low thyroid or sleep apnea. Typically, their annual health assessment is completely covered by health insurance, and they check everything, including PSA which is prostate levels, thyroid, liver, and kidney function, cholesterol, glucose levels, and more. Low T Center has affordable and convenient options for treatment, including monitored self-inject treatment that ships directly to you each month. Make your health a priority. Schedule your annual health assessment at Low T Center today. It's covered by most health insurance or less than $100 cash pay. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Have you been getting most of your money advice from your brother-in-law? Maybe you need Dave Ramsey. The Dave Ramsey Show, 1 to 4 on WGNS, Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Good morning. Still pretty heavy here on 24, trying to get up through the Hickory Hollow area. You got all that traffic coming in from Coffee County through Rutherford County up towards Nashville. Just typical right now up through there where it's really busy and slow. And just give yourself extra time. We have seen a ton of radar out here this morning. Hey, Prince's Hot Chicken is hiring. Check out that menu, princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We'll see a few spotty showers and storms possible late this afternoon. Increasing clouds, a high in the mid-90s. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low near 72. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 73. The ducks are coming back to the Borough Beach. The Great Duck Chase will be held Saturday, September 17th at 10 a.m. The Great Chase passionately helps local families whose children are battling life-limiting illnesses. Adopt a duck and help a child. It's a fun-filled family event. Visit thegreatchase.org to adopt your ducks today. 
This is Rutherford County's Blue Raider Station, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, WGNS, Murfreesboro. Don't forget, tomorrow is Election Day. We've gone through early voting, had some good turnouts. And tomorrow is the big day if you did not take advantage of early voting. Take advantage of Election Day. Polls open at 7 o'clock in the morning and continue until 7 o'clock tomorrow night. At 7 tomorrow night, for 75 years, WGNS has given you the election results. And we'll be there again at the Election Commission, live on the Murfreesboro Square. That's uh, starting around 7 o'clock tomorrow night or whenever the last person votes. Our phone number is 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450. We're talking law and order this morning. Lieutenant Clayton Williams is with us from the Murfreesboro Police Department. Also, Public Information Officer Larry Flowers. And Larry, you came across some information dealing with back-to-school situations and uh, something big coming up. Tell us about that. Sure, Bart. The uh, Rutherford County Traffic Safety Task Force, which is made up of uh, law enforcement agencies throughout Rutherford County, uh, Murfreesboro Police, the Sheriff's Office, MTSU Police, Smyrna Police, Laverne Police, TWRA. You know, you have uh, the Tennessee Highway Safety Patrol, Tennessee Highway Patrol, uh, and, you know, Eagleville Police. And basically, they're going to start a school zone safety uh, coming up uh, beginning this Friday and will run um, about two weeks afterwards. So Murfreesboro Police will begin Friday uh, patrolling the private school zones. So they would go to uh, Middle Tennessee Christian, you know, um, uh, Franklin Road uh, Academy out on, uh, on 96. And basically, they're going to concentrate in those areas looking for speeders, uh, folks using cell phones while driving, people failing to wear their seat belts, and any other uh, distracted driving or, or, or violations that they may be doing in the school zone. And of course, the overall goal is to keep people safe uh, and keep those children safe who may, you know, be walking to school or using our sidewalks to get, you know, to and from. So, you know, oftentimes our... our um, school crossing guards our traffic patrol you know uh they deal with people coming through those school zones speeding and things of that nature so of course you know again the goal is to you know start off the school year as safe as possible you know by increasing you know officer presence in those neighborhoods and you know hopefully you know we'll reduce the number of crashes as well so that's beginning friday in the school zones on monday uh, Murfreesboro Police will concentrate in all of the city school zones, and then uh, Rutherford County will uh, get the assistance from THP, and of course, you know, uh, the other municipalities, Smyrna and Laverne, they will concentrate in their school zones to try, you know, to reduce again the number of accidents, uh, folks driving recklessly, using their cell phones you know, any other distracted driving uh, and moving violations while in school zones. Now, are moving violations more expensive in school zones? That would be no, they're <clears throat> in the cities. Uh, it, it's possible with the state, if you were to receive a ticket, maybe from troop, but and I can't speak exactly for them, but with city court, the fines are said there's no enhancement for a particular where it's at. 
um, the fines are the same. Very good. So uh, you just need to be aware. These are precious uh, people out there. They're, mm-hmm. they're our youngsters. They're our future. Mm-hmm. So you need to slow down mm-hmm. and uh, don't put them in jeopardy. Yeah, and, and on that note, too, um, we've got some folks that you see out there. As I know county and, and city both, but um, those green shirts, the folks that are directing traffic, mm-hmm. um, let me, I'll just say um, they're out there in the weather. It's hot. It's cold. It's raining. And they're doing a job that a lot of people don't want to do, and it's stressful. And it makes it even more stressful when people get very impatient and start to do things that um, out of the norm and yell and make gestures I mean we get those reports all the time so um, two things on that I'd just say uh, number one when you're in those school zones pay attention to what those folks are asking you to do they're doing the best they can with a (laughs) I don't want to say a mess but a lot of cars in one place trying to get to the same spot so they're doing the best they can be patient with them and if even if you want to go the extra mile you may even roll the window down tell them thank you because um, it's it's a necessary job um, and like you said it keeps people safe Um, these kids got to get to school and uh, they're just trying to do that and trying to do it in a safe manner so uh, yeah thank those folks and be patient with them and please don't please don't yell and scream at them uh, because it's they don't need that (laughs) we have a text here from a listener who's asking uh, about an update on the uh, curbs that uh, the I, I, they say curbs but i think they're talking about those humps in the road that were to slow traffic down mm-hmm. uh what is happening on those uh, because there was talk about opening it up to other parts of the community yeah I, that's a good question um i don't know what the current status of that is if they call uh, city hall and ask speak ask to speak to the engineering department mm-hmm. they could probably speak better to that i, I haven't heard anything about it lately Okay. Again, the phone number, if you want to text, 615-893-1450. And we're here to answer your questions dealing with uh, issues uh, concerning uh, law enforcement, things of that sort. Uh, This person says, what do you do if you find a pothole in the road and you seem to find it pretty regularly every time you drive down the road. <laughs> uh, there, how do you get that fixed? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> my, my first thing would say, remember it, because I don't want you to tear up your, have a blowout, you know, yeah. until it can be fixed. Uh, make sure, don't try not to do that. We don't want you to have a damage to your car or, or, or a crash. Um, no, you, that's something you can report to. Um, again, if you'll call City Hall and ask to speak to the street department, they're pretty good and they have crews that are uh, if it's in the city and it's a city street uh, they have crews that can go out and, and patch those just do a temporary real quick fix before they can get to a longer term solution for paving jobs and, and they're sensitive to that so yeah uh, just call it in um, and let them know exactly where it's at and i'm sure they'll be able to get a crew out there to take care of it by the way we are so fortunate in this community whether it's murfreesboro smyrna laverne eagleville or just anywhere in Rutherford County. We're fortunate because we have people who are maintaining the roads properly. Uh, we were out of town the other day, and uh, I tell you, roads in other places are, uh, you really appreciate home when you pull back into Rutherford County. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's uh, luckily our the community and, and overall the state does a pretty good job as well, but a lot of those, you know, monies that come from fuel tax that get funneled back down um, for these projects. and. And that's the nice thing, Bart, you're right. 
being that starting as uh, having that rapid growth, even still being that small town, attentive to those things that are important to people, um, it's nice that you can call in and say, hey, this is happening and actually see something done about it where some other places you may not get that. So um, the city's very good, police department included and all the other, our other city departments and city leadership are committed to service and, and making sure that making this a place where people want to be. Another text from a listener. This one uh, says they've been listening to some of the questions about gun laws and things of that sort, and they have been a gun enthusiast since a kid. And they uh, notice that right now you don't have any sales tax on gun safes. How important is it to have a gun safe? Well, I think that depends on, uh, you know, the the person and what you have. Um, it's we would love for everybody to have that, you know, but obviously there's uh, no mandate and, and we don't want to uh, try to influence or force somebody to do something that, you know, may cost them money out of pocket or, or be a hindrance to them. But it does prevent if you were to um, have somebody uh, enter your home or uh, even maybe more strongly than that, if you have visitors or, or children or it prevents somebody happening upon a firearm where they uh, normally may not. And, you know, nobody wants that tragedy if somebody accidentally hurt themselves or, or possibly even lose their life from a, a gunshot wound that was unintentional. Um, but, yes, if, if that's something that you have the resources and the means and the, the place to put it, it's a great idea, not only for firearms, but you can also store, um, you know, important documents mm -hmm. and, and uh, jewelry, things that are, you know, in case you were to have a fire, you know, that would help protect those. So, um, yeah, we're we're for gun safes, but like I said, it's I just know it's not something everybody can uh, can have. Sure. And Bart, uh, speaking of gun safe, if they can't afford that, we offer free gun locks mm -hmm. at the police department. So, yeah. you know, anybody can come in, you know, 1004 North Highland, and we offer you know, locks for their guns, and that's a good way of keeping them safe and out of the hands of children. Very good. Yeah, and Larry, thanks for that. And, mm -hmm. and for folks that maybe haven't seen that, what it does is it, it's a way to lock the firearm to where it, to keep it from going off accidentally. Mm -hmm. um, it, and, yes, we'll, we'll be glad to oblige people with that. Here's another text from a listener. says, we were victims of mail fraud. They stole mm -hmm. uh, our, our check. I guess they stole a check and turned it into over a thousand dollars. They were seen in a video at the store. When does a detective make it available to the public so someone else could possibly identify the person? It happened in May of this year. Well, so not all our cases in where we have something video like that, uh, not all of them would be put on to the public you know it depends on the case and and what the investigator if that's something that they feel like will they need that will help them um so i would just talk that encourage this person if you've had an investigator assigned to your case um it sounds like that may be what's happened uh, contact them and ask that question if that's something that's going to be forthcoming or if if not if you know they can explain to you why and and there's a lot of reasons uh, that that can be so I don't want to try to, you know, guess or assume here, um, because if if we put every piece of video that we had with everything, people wouldn't even look at us anymore. They'd be get so tired of alerts of different things because the every 
every retail store almost now has video. Um, but there's also still traditional means of investigating these cases mm-hmm. and leads that they run down where that may not necessarily be part of what they need for the case. So, um, yes, I would just encourage them to contact that investigator. And if they need help getting in touch with them, uh, they can call us and give them their uh, their report number, and we'll be glad to track down who that investigator is if it's been assigned and uh, get them some more information. And Lieutenant William, we often get criticized sometimes on social media because uh, a detective may ask for help, you know, weeks later with a video. And, you know, there are people on social media who will say, well, why are you just now putting this out? It happened a month ago. It happened two weeks ago. But like mm-hmm. Clayton said, we still do old-fashioned police work. <laughs> they're out in the neighborhood. They're, they're, they're investigating these cases as if social media didn't exist. Right. And then when they get to a point where they've exhausted all their leads, that's when they may ask for video to be shared on social media. So for those keyboard warriors that, uh, that you know, feel that we're putting video out weeks and months later, you know, mm-hmm. there's a reason. The officers are doing old-fashioned police work, and then if they have exhausted all their leads, that's when they will ask for help. It's interesting you mentioned that. Let me ask you this. Uh, you mentioned about old-fashioned police work. Have the criminals changed? When you find the criminals, are they the local people that they used to be, or are they from distant counties or distant states even? I think both. Um, I think we have, yeah, we see both types of cases, and it it's there's no um there's no really pattern or rhyme reason to that so uh yeah it's 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 various it just depends on depends on the time and the instance and 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 what we're dealing with i guess it used to be it seems like it used to be if you had a business that was near the interstate exit uh you had an increase of chance of being uh, robbed or having an incident at your business Uh, is that still true if you're near an interstate uh, exit or entrance, it, you know, it, it makes the proximity to the interstate. If you, it does make it more convenient. Um, a couple years back, I don't know if we've seen this as much lately. I know we've I've seen some bolos in other jurisdictions, but yes, yeah, some of these uh, folks, what we call like a criminal enterprise, where they may come from uh, Florida, for example, mm-hmm. and they take a crew of people and they load up in a vehicle and they drive down the interstate and they get off on interstate exits that are have a business uh close to say like a a fuel station or a uh, that's popular or a um a restaurant that's popular and they kind of can cruise the parking lot and look for uh thing you know if it's a populated area and they park and get out and walk a little bit or drive around a little bit it's not very suspicious and then if they spot something in a vehicle that they want um it looks like it'd be a value like a purse or a, a laptop or a, a laptop bag or something matching that you know they can very quickly pull the vehicle up kind of to shield out of view knock a window out grab what they need and just and then leave nobody sees it um the it's it, they're on to the next stop and it just continues to happen if they never wind up anywhere and, and it's usually just small property items um, so it's hard to track. Um, so I don't know that, that I would say it's more susceptible. Um, it just, for that particular um, group or of people that have, have done that, they saw that as a, as a means of opportunity. Um, but, again, we those are 
those are limited those aren't the those are the exception cases those aren't the normal ones that we see and again we're back to keep things out of view yes or locked up in the trunk take it with don't yeah take it in if it's especially a purse uh, you know those are those are prime targets people see those and they automatically think oh there's probably a wallet maybe a phone maybe some keys um yeah and electronics uh, don't leave your laptop in the car <laughs> take it with you tell you what let's do let's pause check on the traffic and weather once again we will return for the final segment so if you have a question 615-893-1450 from the Murfreesboro Police Department, Lieutenant Clayton Williams and Public Information Officer Larry Flowers. They're with us today. We'll be right back. Get your good neighbor events to us in writing two weeks before they occur. We'll put them on the radio and the internet. WGNS, AM, FM, and online. There's an urgent need for more women with mechatronic skills for high-wage, high-demand jobs. Join Motlow for Career Preview Day this Thursday, August 4th. RSVP at motlow.edu and search for women in mechatronics. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. CapstarBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett, hitting right at what matters most to all of us here in the heart of Tennessee. Weekday mornings at 10 on WGNS, AM, FM, and online. Hello, this is Melissa Harrell, and it's been my honor to be your circuit court clerk for the last eight years. I would like to thank you for your vote in the county May 3rd primary, which will allow me to continue to work hard for you and Rutherford County. If there's anything the court clerk's office can assist you with, please don't hesitate to call. I'm Melissa Harrell, and please exercise your right to vote in the general election August the 4th. Paid for by friends of Melissa Harrell, Laura Beaudry, Treasurer. This is Chip Walters, and I'll have Middle Tennessee football and basketball games for you right here. MTSU Sports on WGNS AM, FM, online. We're in the final segment of our broadcast, and Want to repeat some things to be sure that you're aware of those. Larry, you had some information about the school zones that are some changes coming up uh, starting Friday, I believe it was. Yeah, uh, it's called a back-to-school traffic uh, enforcement special. Uh, it's going to take place from uh, August 5th through August 19th, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. in all Murfreesboro and Rutherford County school zones. So. That includes school zones in Laverne, Smyrna, you know, Eagleville. Uh, so throughout the county, uh, Murfreesboro police are going to begin on Friday uh, working the public schools, school zones. And then beginning on Monday, August 8th, uh, they'll be out in full force going around to various uh, city school zones, uh, checking for speeders, people using their phones, uh, people not wearing their seatbelts and other moving violations that may occur within those school zones and of course the ultimate goal is to keep 
uh, uh, students safe, keep those uh, traffic uh, uh, monitors out there, uh, monitoring traffic and directing traffic safe as well. How many people continue to violate that uh, seatbelt seat law? Uh, we often do uh, uh, traffic enforcement. Uh, we had one out on Highway 99 a couple of weeks ago. Again, this Rutherford County Traffic Safety Tax Force uh, is excellent. You know, they, you know, saving lives through proactive traffic enforcement, and that's what the goal is. And each time they do an enforcement uh, anywhere in the city or anywhere in the county, the majority of the uh, violators are going to be violating the hands-free uh, uh, law, folks using that cell phone, you know, literally distracted. And um, uh, give you an example, a um, couple of the captains and one of our lieutenants and I went to Metro Nashville for a traffic safety task force meeting last week, and we were riding down Old Fort Parkway, and this lady literally was just driving several I mean I would say at least a quarter of a mile and never looked up wow <laughs> on the scary. cell phone never looked up that that you know we literally got on the loudspeaker and put the phone down and she quickly put the phone down but it's like those are the type of things that people are not aware of mm -hmm. they they think these phones are you know are part of their 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 driving experience when you know it's dangerous and mm -hmm. it can be deadly and, and you know we just don't want that to happen we already see you know we saw a deadly crash on friday and that had to do with speed and the possibility of the uh, the driver uh, uh drinking prior to uh getting behind the wheel and that's what we're trying to prevent here in mm -hmm. the city you know eliminate these fatal crashes and you know you have a 30-year-old woman that's you know lost her life you know, uh, last Friday uh, night going into Saturday morning, so pretty much Saturday morning, you know, due to speed. And, and, and that's what we're trying to prevent, and that's what this task force and Murfreesboro Police are trying to prevent. And that's a time of the morning people think, well, we're pretty safe out here this morning. That was, what, 2.30 Two, in the morning? 2.30 in the morning. Um, you know, the lady was simply trying to turn on the Memorial Boulevard and pulled out of a gas know, station pulled out of a gas station and you know, this truck comes speeding and you know um, I talked with the uh, fatal accident crash team investigators that night and they were saying no marking so he didn't even attempt to stop you know so you know that's how uh, when you drink and, and drive and you're impaired it, it affects your judgment and you know and someone lost their life in the process, and that's sad. And again, that's uh, when we think that's an early morning hour, and you don't expect right. that to happen. But I remember always hearing uh, that's a rough time of the day to be out. Right. People are not out in large numbers, so uh, you're going to have more people driving under the influence and things of that sort, I would think. Yeah, and sometimes people just get braver or take more chances because like you said there's uh, not as many people on the road so they think they can drive faster or maybe disobey certain traffic laws so it can be yes uh, more dangerous we have about a minute and a half left in our broadcast mm -hmm. and i think the time could be well used in sort of combining some of these ideas especially with school zones we've been out of the habit hadn't been as long as it had been in years past <laughs> yes yes uh, but uh, shorter summers but uh, 
we're still out of the habit of slowing down in school zones. Yeah. Need to get into that habit. Yes, yes. And watching kids, too. We need to watch for youngsters. Yep, yep. Everybody just needs to take a little more time, take a deep breath, and uh, it's it's going to be all right. And there's nothing worth nothing worth uh, you know you being injured or injuring someone else you know behind that wheel if uh, if it means being a few minutes late or missing an appointment um, you know it's just the end result as Larry said when the tragedy happens and you start to look back it's really hard to uh, justify that in your mind anyway uh, that that's okay. Now, this is the unheard of, and I'll probably sure. really be uh, looked at bad for, you know, you can leave a little early. Right, right, right. You can. You can, Barbara. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't have to rush everywhere you go. Exactly. Special thank you to Lieutenant Clayton Williams and Public Information Officer Larry Flowers with the Murfreesboro Police Department for joining us. Hope all of you have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.